Welcome to Summon Your Superhuman. I'm your host, Ria Mestiza, holistic health coach, mind-body performance practitioner, and this is the Pull the Curtains Back insight into how everyday superheroes have experienced tapping into their superhuman potential. To go from fear, frustration, and struggle to soaring next-level astronomical heights, I believe we all have more amazing within us than we know. I believe we all have unique superpowers, and I believe we all deserve to be our superhuman best. So let's dive in. On the 8th of March, it is going to be International Women's Day. So in honor of this, I've dedicated a Wonder Woman lineup for the entire month of March. And kicking us off today, I have a superwoman coming to us from Los Angeles. Monique is a dancer, actress, producer, and a health advocate. When I first met Monique, and I learned that she had been in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, I actually remembered her from her appearance. And not only that, learned that she had been in the hit movie Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. I mean, come on. And on top of that, Monique is known to be the real OG video vixen. So what does that mean? She's been a lead in music videos with stars like Prince, Tina Turner, Sting, Billy Joel, Peter Sotaro, Amy Grant, Atlantic Star, Mac Ban, and more. She's also the first woman of color for Nexus Global Hair Care Campaign. She was the hot upcoming starlet in Ebony Magazine. She was Dancer on the Rise in Dance Magazine. She was a guest on Good Morning Australia. She was the Dutch TV show radar. She also received an NAACP Theatre Award. She's co-produced several plays and co-produced and starred in short films. I mean, the list goes on. Her dance journey is super extensive, but she talks a bit about it in the podcast, so I won't go into detail here. But she is just an all-round genuine, beautiful woman, and I am proud to introduce to you Miss Monique Manon. Hi. Hi, Riam. Thank you for having me. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being here. I mean, in all honesty, we've already been speaking for about an hour before I hit record. So <laughs> that's, that's how, exactly. That's how much we can just, we, this is how we get along so well. But um, today I wanted to tap into, you were a dancer from a young age. You know, if you could speak to us about that, like how old were you when you started? Like, how did you know that that's, that was your passion? Six years old. I knew it. Since six years old, I knew that's what I was going to do, that I even had uh, debates. I'm going to, and it's nicely, that's a real nice way of saying it, debates with my mom, because uh, I, uh, I inherited her smarts and she felt like the teacher would come back. Why is Monique wasting her time? Because she's so smart, you know, she can do anything she wants. And finally, I had to tell my mom, I said, but mom, that is a degree that I'm going to get for you to put on your wall, not for me. That's not my passion. I listened to my passion and I finally, she finally heard me and, and let me do my thing. And, you know, and I just knew I always new and I you know when some people they they plan on something but they have a plan b and a c in their back pocket mm-hmm. that was my a b c d e to z plan that's I knew that's what I was going to do period yeah period you just knew it so deep in your heart that that's what you oh to do. In my, every pore in my body yes 
Yes. What, what was that um, that breakthrough moment where you you may have seen the light that it was actually going to become a reality for you? I had won two dance contests. One was uh, I was at the ballet academy when I was 12 years old, and I would have to get after school, would have to get on the bus by myself to another town 30 minutes away, walk from the bus station to the dance academy, and I would do that every day. So there was ballerinas, and I'm not a ballerina. So uh, in the dance contest, by the way, I did Tina Turner. I danced with Tina Turner. (laughs) That's awesome. Rolling, (laughs) rolling. Oh, I love her. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is like, but that's when the teachers realized that I was supposed to be on stage because I really showed my passion came through, through that form and not through, you know, you know, everybody has their lane, right? There's some people Mm -hmm. that are meant to be ballerinas. Some people are meant to be this. I knew that I was not meant to be a ballerina. First of all, I had bow legs. So when you were on point shoes in with bow legs, it's like, you know, straighten your legs. They're straight. Straighten your legs. They're straight. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Awesome. So you won this, so you won two competitions, you said. So one was. One was that one. And the other one was in in a club, believe it or not. I I know I was going to clubs at at, at 14 already. (laughs) I was. And I had a Sunday, a Sunday club called Van Dyke, a Sunday afternoon. I would go to that. But the other one was Cartouche. Oh, that was the time of my life. They had a dance contest. They had a disco dance contest. And the price was a trip to New York. Ooh, nice. Yes. Went to New York with my teacher, my dance teacher, as sub chaperone. And I went to see Alvin Ailey perform. I saw Dreamgirls. I saw the Broadway musical uh, Dancing from uh, Bob Fosse. And Lord have mercy, the, the pearly gates of dance haven't opened up for me. I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is it. You know, because in Holland, I already started doing TV shows. I, you know, and I kind of felt like I had a ceiling there, you know, and. I just knew it. I, and I told my mom, mom, I have to, I have to be there. And she was like, Monique, you're underage, you know? And then she tried to scare me. She was like, I'm not supporting you. And I was like, fine, ma, I get a job. I went back and I was, you know, the angels were looking after me because, you know, at that time, New York was not as clean as the clean New York it is now. There was a, a Caribbean lady there that was the manager of the Vanderbilt YMCA. And I, please forgive me, I don't remember her name, but that woman took me under her wings and I think it was Miss Sloan but I'm not sure but that woman took me under her wings and really looked out for me she gave me a job I was uh, uh, the hospitality desk because of, I could speak English and Dutch and I could understand a little German and and I would walk I would walk I, I went to Alvin Ailey and I said I want to dance with you and they were like do we want you I'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and and it was and it was not uh there was no thought in my mind. There was no time for fear. It was just like a tunnel vision happened. It was like something did like this. So mm-hmm. I didn't see the crime in New York. I didn't see the, 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 the really the danger <laughs> for, yeah. a, you know, a teenager by herself. I, I, I was tunnel vision. I was complete tunnel vision and to completely have the pride, my eyes on the prize. So how old were you when you moved there? 16 and a half. And you moved there by yourself? Yes. That is incredible. Wow. I, I changed my birth date. I changed my <laughs> At that time, 
at that time, it was so easy to get, a, mm -hmm. you know, you need a social security card to get, you know, to work. And didn't have to show your birth certificate, didn't have to show none of that. I got a social security card like that. I just changed the number, the last number on the digits, made myself older so I wouldn't have any questions. We need parent to, your parent's signature. Yeah. Uh, you know, made myself 18. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. I All know. Right. Okay. So you're 16 and a half and you're, yeah. you're now in a new city, new country, and you, you've honed in on that tunnel vision. So it, it just, that just speaks, you know, so clearly to where your mind was at. Like you were confident you knew exactly, and you weren't going to let anything stand in your way. That's right. So what was the first, what was the first gig? What was your first thing that you lined up? The first thing that I was dancing with concert dancing, Mm -hmm. The thing is, like when I was while I was at Alvin Ailey, I had scholarship with Joffrey Ballet, Alvin Ailey, and with Marta Graham, right? But all three were in a triangle in New York, and I would walk to everything to save money, right? Yeah. And then, then um, I chose Alvin Ailey because Alvin Ailey, you have everything. You have the ballet, you have the jazz, you have the Marta Graham, you have the uh, you know the African, you have everything there, jazz, everything. Beautiful. And another, you know, another story for knowing I knew my worth very young on. So, you know, the, the, the thing that I really want to hope for people listening is like, know your worth. So here I was at Alvin, at Ailey, right. And I had gotten into the third company, but because I didn't have my green card, they couldn't take me. Right. So they gave me scholarship. I'm like, great, I'll do that. And then I literally looked around the class. Who is the best one in here? Literally, I literally, that's how focused I was. You, Okay, I got to pass you up. Took me a year to pass that person up because I was so focused because I knew I had to pass that up. I need to pass her up because otherwise she's going to get the job, right? Mm -hmm. They told me, Monique, we want you to audition for third company. Mind you, this is a year later. I'm a year better. I know I'm a year better because I passed the best dancer in the class up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they said to me, we want you to audition for the third company. I'm like, what? I already got that a year ago. No, 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 no. You need to talk second company or first company with me right now. And, you know, you know, you, you have to understand Alvin Ailey is an institution. Uh, you know, it's like, it's almost like godlike dance, you know, and it's yes. like you, you better, you know, you better gravel. And uh, so they, they didn't know how to deal with me when I just was like, no, I already did that. No, that's past. You know, we, we got to talk second company or first company right now. And I could see that comfortableness like th they were looking at me like who the heck does she think she is and it was not about cockiness yeah. it was not about um thinking that i would felt better it was just one plus one is two to me it was like i auditioned for that last year i got it i'm a year better so why are we talking about that one now mm -hmm. we, we need to talk about the next level that, that's all it was nothing about ego it was nothing about i'm so great i'm so fabulous it just didn't make yeah. sense to me right right, right. and uh, so then I went home to the Netherlands mm -hmm. and I came back and they were like, okay, let's talk about your future. And they told me my scholarship ske uh, schedule. I'm like, oh, no, I'm out. <laughs> Bye-bye. No, that's not good enough. Sorry. As a matter of fact, till today, one of the directors, uh, this is how, when she bumps into me, she goes like this. Hi, Monique. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> so I start dancing with uh, with uh, George White Ensemble, Elia Pomari. Elia Pomari, who is, oh my goodness, I'm, what an artist. What an amazing artist. Like when I dance with him, you're just not a dancer. He wants, he creates artists. He wants you to read, like he had a, this piece called The House of Bernada Alba. Uh, it's a book. I, I don't know if it was called The House of Bernada Alba. No, it was not. The book was called The House of Bernada Alba. Mm -hmm. He made you read the book. He wants you to really get the character. Who are you portraying? You know, so you can really, you really become the character. Got New York Times, you know, in the calendar section, front page. And that got the attention from Alvin Ailey again. And they were like, we want you to come for a private audition. And I didn't want to go because I was like, nah, they, they just mm -hmm. messing with me so they can make me, you know, they can rub it in my face again. Like, eh, we have the power. We're not giving it to you. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going. And then one of the dancers that was in the company I was dancing with, she was roommates with Donna Wood. Donna Wood was like the, 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 the prima dancer from Alvin Ailey. And she's like, no, 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 Monique, no, no, no. They really are talking about you. You need to go. You must go. So I went and it was like five people, including me, uh, auditioning. Alvin was there. And Alvin is just a lovely teddy bear. And that's why anybody that has met Alvin Ailey, is, there's an awe. There's an awe about, about him as a human being as an artist, as a choreographer, as, you know, and a lover of dance, you know, and beauty, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and that's when they chose, they didn't choose me. They chose the other person, but it was, but it was still that till today, I'm an Alvin Ailey dancer to the bone because I, after, after dancing with that dance company, there was one dancer that had danced mm -hmm. with Alvin Ailey, that had danced on Broadway and she had given 20 years of her life, right? Yep. And she couldn't pay her bills. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't want to give 20 years of my life and then I can't pay my bills. So I moved from concert dancing to commercial and went for the money. Mm -hmm. So as, as the real dancers, I was a sellout. <laughs> I went for the money. <laughs> I went for the money, but if I would have continued in concert dancing, I would have wound up at Alvinelli because the other two dancers, you know, from the five of them, we all, they all eventually wind up in the company, but that's not the, the, the journey I want to do. Mm -hmm. So that's why for that reason, I feel like I'm, I'm an former Alvinelli dancer. Yes, ma'am. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would have, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I would have stayed in line and I would have, but no regrets, yeah. no regrets. I still adore that company. They they really hands down what Alvin created and and so a lot of these guest uh, choreographers what they created for the company, just breathtaking, just absolutely breathtaking. And so my first jobs was I did a Japanese commercial, I did uh, videos, I became the video queen. I did a film called what's it called? God, what was that movie? That was my first job, playing for keeps, playing for okay. keeps the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade and Bibi Newworth, Bibi Newworth, that was, she did Chicago, named all kinds of Broadway shows. She was a star in a lot of the shows. And she also was on Frasier. And, you know, so it's just like the history of, of the dancers that I've worked with. And then you see them, you know, winded up just breaking out, moving on. But she never, never walked away from dance. So, because she constantly goes back to Broadway and does Broadway show, you know? Okay. And so then I did, then I did Chorus Line and I auditioned. Well, mm, 
that's the one you really wanted me to talk ah, about. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, we were talking about knowing your worth. And I remember the first time we, we connected and we were talking about our, you know, dance. Well, I, I can't say I had a dance career in comparison to yours, but yeah, that story about you coming. So you tell it, you, you're coming back from a previous job you just finished. Yeah, I was tour- I was in Israel. I was leading a show and I was there for eight months, right? And Donnie Mikhail, Donnie Mikhail did Sophisticated Ladies. He did Numbers for Alvin Ailey, beautiful choreographer, you know, rest in peace, a beautiful human being. He choreographed it and I couldn't sing. So they had me rap. Nice. <laughs> they had me rap <laughs> in the show. It was with break dancers. So it was a very hip, it's called, it was mm-hmm. called Dancing streets and i got back to new york and i found out they were on the eight callback for course line the movie and i was like wait that's not fair you know so i went i went to the uh the callback because i in every being in my body i believe that if i would have been in town i would have been on the list for the call for the eight callback. Mm-hmm. So I literally went to the table when you go to, you know, the audition, there's a table literally almost blocking the door to get into the room. And she, she looked at me, she said, what's your name? And I gave her my name and she looked at the list and she was like, uh, I'm sorry, not on the list. I said, I should be serious as a heart attack. I didn't lie. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, lie. I said, I should be keyword, right? Yep. I said, I should, because I really believed in all my being that I should be. And she let me in and got the job. <laughs> you not only got the job, you got the starring role. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get the starring role, of course. Like, I did not. Oh, okay. Sorry. No. But you definitely commanded I, your presence. Like you were just like, I'm here. Yes, 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 yes. And yeah, no, I didn't get, you know, I had like a little feature spot in it because the choreographer was so cool. He, he knew that was the first time I was in there. As soon as I walked out the door, he followed me. He said, Great job. Great job. I love you. And I was like, well, thank you. And then he gave me a little feature spot in it, you know, because the the chorus line is about there's only one person of color that is in the line is the black guy. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Puerto Rican girl. That's it. And and there's a girl and that's it. And so, you know, there there was nobody else on the line that was needed that there was room for me. Mm -hmm. But it did give me a feature part in that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And that's the other thing, you know, you speak about like if you had stayed in line and followed the path and you would have got the same result as, as the other students that, you know, you were side by side with uh, once upon a time. And it's, it speaks mounds to the fact that, well, if you'd done that, you wouldn't have lived such the colorful life you have, you know, having done all the the amazing work and, and features and fresh Prince of Bel Air and, you know, being in Prince's video kiss and yeah and with eddie murphy and things like that like you've done so many incredible things so it's no wonder you have no regrets because you've made the most of your opportunities for sure right 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 well because you know what it's i learned early on and i really didn't know that i was doing that that you you gotta have to have multiple multiple streams of income you just can't rely on one stream of income and i didn't know that i it was, it was instinctual that I was like, okay, because if you do a dance job, you know, you don't get a dance job every day, mm. right? It's time in between. So I'm like, okay, what I'm going to do between. So I started doing modeling and then, okay, now what? Then I start gradually got into acting, right? So it's like, so I 
that's why I was always working because if I wasn't working in this field, I was working in that field and in that field. Another thing, because, you know, they always say that I'm as, as a young age, I al- already knew how to present myself powerfully because there was a saying in Los Angeles, what is, was a bunch of hogwash, dancer, actress, model, whatever, you know, like you, because you're dime in a dozen, whatever. And so I knew that I, I had to solidify myself and make me stand apart. And so I wind, I wind up getting one of the top agencies. So as soon as they would go, so what do you do? And I could see their eyes. I'm a dancer, I'm an actress, I'm a model. And they're like, yeah, right, dance, actress, model, whatever. And then they go, who's your agent? And I go, William Morris. And I really want to say William effing Morris. <laughs> because I knew it was, they were trying to belittle me, you know, yeah. and it shamed them. Shame on them, really. I knew I had to, I had to position myself with that agent to, to, to give me credibility to be taken serious and not just be a number, like mm-hmm. dance, actor, model, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Everyone's trying to fight for their position, right? So like you speak about the importance of presenting yourself. I feel like there was probably more to the way you presented yourself than just saying, hey, I'm part of this agency though. Like you've just got a It would shut up, up immediately because they were like, oh, oh, you just can't get that agency unless you really are what you say you are. You know okay. what I mean? That, yeah. You just can't get that agency. You really are legit. That, that agency makes you legit. Mm-hmm. And it's sadly that, that I'm, I needed that agency to give me the legitimacy. I would think the jobs would give me the, the le- legitimacy. Right. Well, exactly. But I guess it was not enough for Hollywood. LA, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they just put every woman on the same thing, dancer, actress, model, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. No respect. Well, that's another thing as well. I mean, Monique, you were coming out of a time where I guess women weren't on a level playing ground either, you know. Right. As, and that's why I love your background, my darling. I love <laughs> As that woman, that woman, that 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 movie speaks volume to every woman out there. Wonder Woman. Hell yes. Hear us roar. Heck yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, I mean, like I said, you you were in a, a time where you really had to fight for your place because women weren't, you know, with a min- minority, you know, so to speak, and you fought your way. You fought your mm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I started producing, right? That's another reason why I started producing. And, and uh, I became a mentor. Bill Duke was my mentor. And he, he always was saying that to Monique, just don't be an actress. Don't just be a model. Don't just be a dancer in order to have longevity in Hollywood. You gotta, you gotta be power in the pen, start producing, you know, create your own shows. And, and especially now, anybody that has a, an idea in the head, you Put it out there. Start mm-hmm. on YouTube. Start a webinar. You know, there's no excuse now that you can't, you don't, you don't have to rely on the Hollywood studios or the big guys to get your stuff out. It's a different world now. And speaking yes. of shows, you are producing your own show at the moment. You want to tell us about that? Oh, yes. So that show started out that I wanted to do, I wanted to do a, pro, a movie honoring dancers, but also have a, a learning tool for the baby dancers out there because 
I've seen so many dancers that in your heart, in your soul, you think you're going to dance for the rest of your life, but your body will go, no, 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 I'm finished, you know? And then emotionally, a lot of dancers are not prepared to be finished. And so they, a lot of them go in depression. And so I really wanted to put some light to that and put some light to their career and to put it on Memorex, you know, the, their part that they brought to, you know, how they have paved the way for me, for the other dancers coming up and, and really give them their sunshine that they deserve, but also have an, an element of for the baby dancers coming up like, okay, this is what they did. Uh, that won't be working. Maybe this is what this person does now. Maybe that's something that I could do after dance, you know, just baby, you know, just basically an eye opener for them to, okay, yeah, you can go do your dancing thing. Because I loved every second of my dance career. And uh, I, I just wish, because to me, it was just like a job. To me, it was like, I'm a plumber, I'm a hairdresser, I'm a waitress, whatever. That was my job. So I wish I would have, so working with the big names, it, it, it didn't even, it was, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it, it, you're a professional. But now looking back, I wish I had taken the pictures with them. I wish I, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. For my kids and my grandkids and great grandkids, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I wish that I did now. But, you know, hindsight 2020, it, it is what it is. And yeah. so, so that's what I want to do. So it started out with that, that I want to honor dancers. So then I start talking to a couple of producers, friends of mine. So here, if you have an idea, not necessarily that you need all that money, you need all that big budget, you need all the crew and all that stuff. And all their response was, you're not going to make money with a documentary and you're not going to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish to get the sunshine of this dancer all over the world to, to really get a wide audience. I mm -hmm. said, you're going to get that on YouTube. So there you have it. So I'm going to do it on YouTube. And yep. then I, I, um, I have a, um, a health and wellness business. I'm, I've become a health advocate. Mm -hmm. And so doing that, I was meeting people and, 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 and their testimonials. So I started taping that. And then just meeting people, I was hearing their stories. And I was like, everybody has a freaking story. So the show is called Monique Mannon Presents. Tell me your story. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> because we all got a story, right? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I can't wait to check it out. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm tweaking it because the first, the first one that I put out, because I, I met this amazing guy. He's the second episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's William Hung from uh, Idol thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I literally met him and I was like, I got to get you because your story is so powerful. People need to know. People need to be, be inspired by your story. And, and if you see it, you know, because he he only gave me one time slot. I literally am on film with my hair wet because <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed it. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm stepping up and polishing it up and, you know, and, and showing up powerfully with the show. So now we're tweaking it and I'm January coming out full bang with it. So, yeah, hopefully by then you can put the link then to show that Absolutely. they can come check it out. Because we got some really great guests on the show. Really, really great. Yeah. Great stories. Great inspirational stories, you know. I don't doubt it at all. So because it's going to be phenomenal, no doubt. I honestly, I mean, look, I'm not even sure how long we've been speaking for, but I know you and I can jam all day, all night. All, all night. <laughs> 
which I am looking forward to the time when I'm coming back to LA and we get to meet in real life and hang out. It's going to be incredible. Um, But I have one final question for you. And that is, what does it mean to you to summon your superhuman? Or what, what what does that mean when, when you hear that phrase? Summoning your superhuman. Hmm. You know what? I have gone through evolution. Is that the word even? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you. Yeah. My superhuman now to me is being in gratitude. In complete gratitude and being still. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's powerful stuff right there. Yeah, I get, yeah, yeah, it really, that's, that's it. Yeah, you know, this, this whole madness really put things in perspective, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It, it, A hundred times over. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. I think in a few words, you've really just summed up a lot. And uh, for those who aren't watching the video, I have a very powerful image of Wonder Woman standing behind me. And that is basically Monique in the nutshell. <laughs> just still, powerful, grateful, and just full of love. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, looking back, you've obviously, you've summoned your superhuman on a countless number of occasions. And that's why you've been able to achieve what you've been able to achieve because you've been so narrowed down and focused on what you want and passionate uh, mm-hmm. that you just went after every opportunity and everything that you, your heart was calling for. Yeah. You definitely have learned the power of summoning your superhuman. And now you just, you just live in grace and gratitude of, yeah. of everything that you've been able to accomplish. And this yeah. is, it's not, you know, it's not by any stretch the end. You've got so much more, like now you're honed in on the show. You, you know why you're doing it and that's why it's going to be a success. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And then I have another mission. I'm, I'm, you know, a movement that I started. It's like to help a million people to have quality of life and have a, 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 you know, know, there's a saying that, you know, Prince says it perfectly. Age is nothing but a number. Mm -hmm. And as people get older, they feel like, oh, my knees, oh, my hips. And they feel like they have to accept it. No, you do not. (laughs) No, you do not. You do not have to accept it. You know, you can activate your life to be, to feel better and do more. And uh, so that's my, uh, my second passion is like really to, you know, because I was sick for three years and and, then I lost my career like that because it took them three years to figure it out. And so, so, so for me, it's, it's so important that people know that there are options, but also for people to become their own health advocate and know what they're putting in their body. Read labels, you know, not only what you put in your mouth, but read labels on what you put on your scalp, on your skin. And it's like, get the the, the free, uh, it's a free app called Think Dirty. Get that app and and, and, and you can scan the product to see if it's dirty or not. And because 60% of the products get absorbed in your, in your skin. And there's a lot of hair products that causes dementia, a couple of ingredients in it. So really be aware, just be, become your own health advocate, ask questions. You have the right to ask your doctor, your provider questions. Why are you putting that in my body? What are the side effects? So then you can make a decision. Do I want to have those side effects? 
you know, because sometimes the side effects are worse than the, <laughs> than the symptoms, you know. So uh, yeah. and then and then the, the it's a it's a band aid. So my thing is like to, to educate people and teach people that you don't have to band-aid. You do not have to band-aid your life and you can live life to the fullest and, and really realize that age truly is nothing but a number. Amen. Drop the mic. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Preach. Like, I mean, you know, I don't need to say anything more. People know me. They know that I, I have very similar values to everything you've just said. So, um, Thank you so much for your time and your beautiful energy. And yeah, I look forward to staying connected with you. And um, yes, I'm looking forward to it. I love your skating. I love that video. <laughs> well, Young you're going to be Young at heart. Pull out your skates, girl. I want to see you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next video I want to see. But yes. um, nonetheless, thank you so much, Monique, for your time today. And I hope everyone take some some good nuggets out of this and all the best my, my pleasure thank you <laughs> and there you have it there was a lot of reflection points there she knew what she wanted there was no plan b there's a saying about burning the ships by burning the ships you remove any available path back to the previous way you came you become fully committed to moving forward and in monique's case and something i resonate with is her ability to embrace each new path and opportunity as she continues forward. But also that she now sits and appreciates the sunsets of the horizon of what was and eagerly basks in the sunrise of what life is now to be. This Wednesday is my take three <laughs> attempt at helping fellow superhumans go from frustrated to focused figuring out what ships to burn and how to pave your path forward on your journey. It is 100% for you and 100% profit to a charitable cause. It is a fee, but not for me. It is for you to show up true. The link is below in the show notes. Confirm your VIP invitation. And with the words of Thomas Edison, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Until Wednesday, strengthen your mind, body, and soul muscles, superhuman, and stay amazing. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and follow on all the SYS socials. If you're a visual person, you can catch the videos on Summer New Superhuman YouTube channel.